0: Come back to those questions that they ask at the end in a minute. Um, but first, I wanted to spend a few minutes in that first passage that they talk about. I find it funny that they say that they um, experts analyzed how it came to be that Joseph and Mary lost Jesus. Because I don't really wonder about how they lost Jesus. I, I don't know if other parents feel the same way. Um, I find it very easy to imagine that they could lose him. And I'm not a biblical scholar by any means, so I don't know the full context of this journey and pilgrimage that they take every year. Um, But even besides the fact that they don't live in this current culture that we live in, this sort of hyper-parenting, right? Even now, I feel like losing him is not outside of my imagination. In my mind, um, their story goes something like this. So Jesus is 12, right? he's a middle schooler which I think is just such a cool age. I worked at the Floyd Junior High last year and they were just so fun. I don't know, I just feel like they're coming into this time in their life where they're just beginning to realize who they are and who they're not and who their peers are and what sets them apart from their peers. Um, And I just find it interesting that this is the one story we get from Jesus' childhood is at this age of 12, which is sort of a pivotal moment of moving forward. Um, But he's 12. Right? he likes being with his friends and they're heading out on a journey with all of their family, a lot of their friends right It'd be like us plus everyone who's not here today plus all of our family and friends taking this journey all together and it was a journey that they took every single year right so Mary and Joseph had other children too. Jesus was the oldest of I don't know if we know how many. Um, but a large family by today's standards, probably. So, I imagine Mary and Joseph, one of them carrying the baby, one of them carrying the toddler, convincing the five-year-old that she has to walk this year because she's the big girl, right? <laughs> and then there's 12-year-old Jesus, who doesn't want to stay in the back with his family and all the babies. He wants to be up front with his friends, right? He wants to be hanging out with Sean and Sandra going up in front. And maybe when he was 10 or 11, they made him stay within eyesight so that they could keep an eye on him. But he's 12 now, and he's rolling his eyes at Mary and Joseph, when they tell him to at least check in when they stop for them. Mary and Joseph know that Eric and Kathleen are up front with the boys. They don't have young kids holding them back, so they are probably fine. So they make this journey all the way to Jerusalem. They spend a whole week festival there, right, seeing their older kids and then not seeing their older kids, knowing that they're a part of this larger community of the journey, they're ready to go home. And maybe when they were leaving town, Mary asked, has anyone seen Jesus? And so maybe someone said, I think he was with Riley and Nolan. And she took one last look around, but not seeing him didn't alarm her, because she was sure that he was in the group somewhere with his friends. The fact that she could journey for a full day, on foot, nursing a baby, eating hungry little talking to her friends, exhausted from a week-long party and eager to get home, and just assume that her 12-year-old was in the mix enjoying his own freedom and friendships, just like he had been doing all week long and every other year, does not surprise me in the least. It can be so easy to get caught up in what we're doing and assume Jesus is alone for the ride. But it's really the next moments in this story that make my parent heart stop as they began to look for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to find him. Can you imagine that moment? Is right? They stop for the night, and they wonder where he is. And when he doesn't come and find them, maybe he just they assume that he was preoccupied with his friends. And then maybe they're annoyed, right? He was supposed to come back. He was supposed to be here an hour ago. So they go find him. And they start to ask around, has anyone seen Jesus? Moving further and further out into the group, seeing his friends and realizing he's not with them. The calm that turns to frustration is now turning to fear. Mm. Where is Jesus? Leaving all the other children with relatives and friends, Mary and Joseph head back to Jerusalem with fear swimming in their heads. They must have been terrified you ever lost a child momentarily in a mm-hmm. store you turn around and they're not where you expect them to be that moment of terror Mary and Joseph felt for three days so you. when they didn't realize he was missing they could go on with their normal lives but once they knew he was gone nothing else could occupy their minds so when they finally find him safe Temple, I would say their response is quite generous. Yeah. <laughs> they say, son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been searching for you. I might have had a few other choice words after three days. Um, and then he talks back to them, right? He says, why were you searching for me? Didn't you know I would be in my father's house? It's like, chill out, mom. What's the big deal? You should have known where I was. It's not my fault for not being where you want me to be. It's your fault for not getting what I'm all about. Hmm. Maybe they were just so glad that he was safe that they let it slide. It says that they did not understand what he was saying, so maybe he baffled them enough that they had no response. Or maybe Jesus got a tongue gnashing and some consequences. You don't really know. (laughs) But I love the next line that Mary says. It says, Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them, But his mother treasured all of these things in her heart. We know that line from another familiar story about Mary, right? Mm -hmm. When Jesus was born, the shepherds came and were speaking of angels and worshiping her baby. And it says she treasured all of these things and pondered them in her heart. A few lines above the treasuring in this story, it says that they didn't understand what Jesus was trying to say to them. But then it says she treasured it. I feel like I have that experience with Jesus a lot, or I don't understand him. I don't forget what this faith journey is all about, or what he's doing in my life. But that feeling that it's something to be treasured is there, right? Mm. I wonder, too, if once she had a chance to calm down and realized he was safe, she reflected on seeing him sitting there with the priests and just knew that he was right where he was supposed, supposed to be. To be. I wonder what it was like for Jesus to sit there with the priests. Did he know that he was teaching them? That he was far beyond his years of Jewish education and understanding the ways of God? Did he fully understand at 12 years old that he was fully God and fully human? Do you remember a time when you were a kid, or maybe even as an adult, when you tried something new that really resonated with you? Maybe it was the first time you picked up a guitar. Or maybe even every time you draw or paint, it just brings something out in you. Or maybe you've seen someone else who's just so gifted at what they do that you can tell it's what they were made for. Someone that gets really excited talking about something that maybe you're not even interested in, but they just do it with such enthusiasm and ease that it makes you want to know more. I wonder if that's what it was like for Jesus. If he got talking to the priest and just got so excited to talk and share about God's truth that his enthusiasm awakened him. I wonder if Mary saw this as his mom and knew, this is it, this is something special, Mm -hmm. someone special. My kids are still pretty young. And although I see glimpses of interests and talents, I can only imagine that when they get older, the joy of seeing these kids blossom into who they're meant to be is beautiful. And maybe it's watching them sing opera, or play an instrument, or calculate math problems in their head like it's common sense, while the rest of us struggle to follow along, or perform athletic feats that you knew took hours and hours of dedication. I'm not trying to diminish um, the Godhood of Jesus into a mere talent or interest. I'm just trying to wrap my human head around what it would be like to see Jesus in his element and get a glimpse of his godhood in the flesh as his mother. She treasured all of these things in her heart. Mm-hmm. I see the contrast between the distracted Mary of travel, who had packed and traveled with a young family, who was maybe reflective as she participated in her own spiritual pilgrimage for who spent a week partying with her friends and family and was anxious to get home and didn't realize Jesus was missing and took for granted his presence. And then the Mary, who had been desperately searching for her child for three days, who wants nothing more than to be with him and who finally finds him standing there leans against a pillar in the temple with happy, mad, relieved, awestruck tears in her eyes as she watches him declare God's truth and treasures this in her heart. I wonder, too, how this came to be in the scriptures, right? The authors were not there for Jesus' childhood. And we don't really have many other stories of, her child, of his childhood in the Bible. Um, I wonder if it was a well-known family story. Like, hey, remember that time that Mary and Joseph lost this?" <laughs> <laughs> One that's terrifying at the time, but then can be laughed at later. Or I wonder if Mary and the disciples were sitting around after Jesus' death, reflecting on his life and what it meant. Was this one of those pivotal moments for Mary? Mm -hmm. Was this a moment that she always remembered as a glimpse into who he would become? Mm -hmm. The benefit we have over Mary and Joseph is that we're not searching for a physical body that can be lost, right? The Jesus we search for is never actually not present. But like they were saying in the video, he can still be hard to find sometimes. Hard to recognize through the storm. I wonder if any of Mary's situations in this story resonate with you. Do we have times where we are so distracted in life that although we assume Jesus is there because we are Christian, we don't even realize he's missing? Our routines, are safe life that involves going to church and trying to be a good person, actually depend very little on whether Jesus is present or not. Do we have moments when we claim Jesus is here in whatever we are doing, when in reality we haven't even taken time to put our eyes on him, seek him out, and see where he is, and go there instead? Mm -hmm. Have you had a time when you were desperately searching for Jesus, wanting him, and not being able to feel his presence, crying out to Jesus, and just feeling so desperately alone Or maybe you found him, but in a completely unexpected place. I want to see Jesus working, but maybe not in restoring that relationship. Mm. Or I never thought he would leave me there. Mm. Or maybe you're in a place of just enjoying Jesus, in awe of who he is, and what do you see him doing, treasuring him in your heart. Or maybe taking these few moments to reflect on this story has brought up something completely different. The beauty of the Living Word is that we can all read the same passage and can be impacted differently. This reflection that we just walked through is my thoughts and my life story, my mom heart, and maybe you have a completely different thought of what happened that day. We could do the same thing with the other passage that I talked about about the disciples. How do you imagine that story playing out? I really have been enjoying it, Rose. I really appreciate listening to sermons from people who have deeper biblical knowledge than me because I'm not a biblical scholar but I can certainly learn out with them and I just feel like the explanations of cultural context and translation nuances help me have a better understanding of God. They help me understand what he is like. But sometimes, I think as adults we um, want to know the right answer. We want to have the lesson taught to us and we get out of practice of using our imaginations. And I think sometimes allowing ourselves to be curious opens us up to a bigger God outside of the book knowledge and into a reality of a God that's so much bigger than that. Mm -hmm. I spend a lot of my time with kids. Um, I have three young kids at home. Work with kids in my career I teach kid, kids coke here at church so this morning um, we're going to learn from our kids and we're going to do a practice that they do down in kids Cove every single week and we are going to take two minutes of silence to reflect with god um, the kids really do this they spend yeah. two minutes quiet which i just found amazing but i think that they sometimes have an easier time using their imagination in bible stories than we do right This is not hard for them. This is not hard for them to think about what it would have been like to be in that story. So we're gonna practice with them because we can do it. We can be quiet for two minutes with God. (laughs) Um, I'm gonna read a few questions, wonder questions, we call them in Kids Code, just to get your mind started to thinking about some of the things that we've talked about this morning. Um, The point is not to remember every single one of these questions or answer every single one of these questions. They're just to get you thinking of what might be on your heart this morning. So I'll read these questions, some of them are similar to the ones that are in the video. We'll take two minutes of silence together, and then I will finish this in prayer. I wonder what I imagine the story was like for Jesus, for Mary, for Joseph. I wonder what I've heard this morning that is sticking in my head. Can I pay attention to that? I wonder where Jesus might be missing and I'm not even noticing. I wonder what is distracting me from realizing where Jesus is. I wonder what storms are dimin- diminishing my view of Jesus. I wonder what it would be like to search for Jesus like a missing child. I wonder if I search for Jesus where I might find him. What might his response be? wonder what I might treasure in my heart. I wonder what it would look like to face the issues and distractions of our time as a distracted Mary, assuming Jesus is here somewhere, versus a focused Mary, overjoyed to finally be in the presence of Jesus and treasuring him. Thank you that you are never not with us. Mm. Thank you that you are present with us in every moment. And that all we have to do is turn our attention to you and know that you are there. Amen. I pray that we would be desperately searching for you. That our very existence would depend. change our actions and the way that we interact with our world around us. We pray for your restoration to come.